is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Monday, December 7th, year of our Lord, 2020. Before I jump into anything regarding baseball news, how awesome was that opening intro music? Was that not glorious? Thank you to the people at Beware Beats. They sent that to me free of charge. They were extremely kind about it. They just messaged me on Twitter and said, hey, uh, we want to send some stuff to you that you can use on the pod. And I was like, hey, you know, sure. I, I'm One thing about me, because I try to be as real with you guys as always, I am, I'm a talker, and I, I'm good enough at editing the podcast that I do and recording the podcast that I do, fairly simple stuff. I'm not a production guy. I don't come from a production ba- background. Back when I interned uh, at 92.1 in Lansing, I, I they tried to introduce me to the production stuff, to the producer stuff, just it never piqued my interest. I respect what those people do. It's just never really been my lane. So for to have somebody kind of just hand me some production stuff, hand me that intro music, and I'd gotten stuff before, but this was the first time where I was like, all right, this I really see this working. I thought the beat was awesome. You can follow them both on Twitter and Instagram at Beware4. That's B-E-W-A-R-E and the number four. Give them a follow. Tell them that Chris Castellani sent you. I really appreciate them doing that. There's not a whole lot of baseball news to discuss today. Some of it is rumors, a lot a lot of speculation being thrown around right now. There is an article that I'm going to read off of and discuss regarding JT Riamuto and his potential involvement in a deal to Detroit. I mean, we're still kind of a ways away, but there's there, there it seems to be picking up maybe a little bit more steam. I mean, I'm not saying it's a full fire by any means, but hey, it's a spark. And considering where we've been here over the last several years, I'll take a spark. But there was a rumor that broke yesterday that I believe has now been debunked that the Phillies were looking to blow this whole thing up and that they were listening to trade offers for Zach Wheeler, Gene Segura, and Bryce Harper. That's a rumor that I believe their GM has since debunked. But I always, whenever that happens, I always wonder if these guys are kind of trying to play chess here. Because I I wonder if that rumor gets thrown out there in an attempt to see how the fan base and how Major League Baseball reacts to it. And then if it has a negative reaction, they kind of rescind it and say, no, no, we're not we're not interested in that. I, I felt that way last year when Addison Russell was rumored to potentially sign with the Tigers. I always feel, I, I felt like the Tigers may have been interested in that. But once they saw the kind of negative reaction by people like me regarding Addison Russell, both as a person and as a player, they kind of rescinded that and said, no, we've never been interested. That's just a rumor. That's the fake news media spitting out false narratives. It it wasn't anything tangible. So I don't know how true this is, but I will say this because people were ripping them for it It, because the Phillies two years ago were as all in as you can get. You know, they had a year in 2018 where they came up short. They were well above 500 pretty late in that season and had one of the worst Septembers a team could possibly have. But it was clear that there were some pieces there. Aaron Nola had a transcendent season, finished third for the Cy Young, would have won it in most years but that was in a, a, a historically great Cy Young race, Jacob deGrom winning it, Max Scherzer having his best year probably as a pro, finishing second. It seemed like they were on the up and up, and then they signed Harper, and they got Riamuto, and they got McCutcheon, and they had Reese Hoskins, who came up through their system, who seemed like he was going to be a stud, and a lot of people were really excited. They haven't made the postseason 
uh, since 2011, since Ryan Howard and Victorino and Cliff Lee and Roy Holiday. I mean, that's that's a long time ago now. It'll be 10 years this year, and especially last season when you had an eight-team National League postseason bracket for them not to make it when the Marlins of all teams made it before they did that's that's pretty disgraceful and there were rumors being thrown around that maybe they were looking to blow this thing up it looks like that's not true but I'll say this if they chose to do that it makes more sense than some people are giving them credit for and I think it mostly stems from where they're at in the Bryce Harper contract I believe Bryce Harper signed a 13 year deal and I like Bryce Harper I think he's a really good player I'll even go as far as to say I still think he has another MVP caliber season left in him but you don't trade players you trade contracts and if you're gonna blow this up do it before Harper gets too deep into that deal. He's still only 28 years old. And you look at that division, the Braves aren't going anywhere. That team is awesome. The Mets look like they're going to be, you know, firing some darts here pretty soon and spending some money to try to build around some of the players they have, like Alonzo, like Jacob DeGrom, like that pretty solid pitching core of theirs. The Marlins had kind of a fluky season this year, but they seem to be on the up and up. They have a solid core. The Nationals are always big spenders with a lot of talent. Had a bad year a season ago in a 60-game season but they won the World Series in 2019. I don't think they're going to be going anywhere anytime soon. And the Phillies are a team with a high payroll and not a lot of results to show for it. And I think it is one of the dangers, and I've talked about it before, of building through free agency, which is something that a lot of teams don't do. The Phillies had an all-right farm system with NOLA and with Hoskins, but they didn't have a farm system that was very deep. They didn't have a farm system with a lot of pitching in terms of the bullpen. I mean, their best reliever over the last several seasons has been Hector Neris, and Hector Neris is He's okay, but he's nothing special. I don't know if this is going to happen. I, I, In fact, I doubt it will. I bet they're going to continue to go for it. But it was an interesting theory when I saw it. And like I said, I think it makes more sense than some people give it credit for. There was also some news that broke. And this was on Friday. And nothing has really come of it since. But I did want to discuss it. And that's that the Mets are seriously looking at potentially acquiring James McCann, James McCann, former Tiger, came up through the Tigers system, went to Chicago after the Tigers didn't pick up his contract in 2019 and had an all-star season. Look, I'm, I'm going to try to leave personal bias out of this because the, my anger at James McCann is not aimed at him. It's aimed at what the Tigers were or were not able to do with him. James McCann was pitiful in 2018. Like, I, I get why the Tigers didn't pick up his contract. He batted 220. He had a 581 OPS and only a 267 on base percentage. He was awful. Went to Chicago and had a great year in 118 games in 2019. Had a 789 OPS. Last year, only played 31 games, but had an 896 OPS. I've talked about catchers on here before. I'm going to be talking about Riamuto in the second segment, but I, I would stay away from giving James McCann a deal that's beyond two years. The rumor is that the Mets are looking to potentially sign him for a four-year deal. James McCann going to be 31 this year, so he'll be 35 by the time that deal is up. Uh, I don't get that. I'm not signing a catcher long-term, and long-term is, is a relative expression. It, it depends on who you ask. Uh, to me, long-term is over three years. Some people would say over five. To me, it's over three. And if they're looking to do a four-year deal, then by my definition, yes, that's long-term. I'm not signing a catcher to more than a two-year deal unless 
he can give you something both defensively and offensively. Like, just using Riamuto as an example here, and I'll be talking about him again. I've talked about him ad nauseum really since since September when the idea of the Tigers maybe signing him became a thing. Catchers have a short shelf life. They do. Buster Posey seemed like he was headed for a Hall of Fame caliber career, but injuries got in the way. Playing catcher does a, a number on you. He's kind of fallen off, but I still consider him to be a plus player because he's a remarkable pitch framer. He's a great game caller, and he has a great arm. James McCann, defensively as a catcher, is kind of like the Derek Jeter of catchers, where his highlight reel is very pretty. He does have a great arm, but when you look at the advanced analytics, he's not great in stealing strikes. He's not great at keeping guys off the base paths. Yes, he can throw runners out occasionally, but he's not a great game caller either. And eventually, while the bat has been really good for him, eventually that's going to go away. And then what are you left with if you don't have a good defensive catcher? You're kind of left with nothing. So I would not sign James McCann to a deal that's more than two years. Now, Steve Cohen so far has checked off all the boxes, everything you want out of a new owner. I've talked about him. I've praised him. I think it's awesome that he came out in his opening press conference and essentially said, I'm not in the business of making money. I'm in the business of having a great baseball team. That's all wonderful and dandy, but he also has to know what he's doing. Like, if, if he's just throwing money at anybody and getting bloated contracts, well, eventually that's going to fall apart. This is not confirmed. James McCann has not signed anything with the Mets. But if, it, if it's true that the Mets are going to continue to pursue him, it means a lot for the New York Mets. It means a lot for James McCann. But it also means something for the Detroit Tigers, who, with each passing day, become slightly more and more likely to potentially land JT Riamuto. I will talk about that in segment number two. We'll be right back. The improved Built Bar is even more deliciouser. 18 amazing flavors, 6 new flavors, 12 other original flavors. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate, soft and easy to chew. And Built Bars are healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscientious guy or girl. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get $10 off your next order. Use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Coming up on Locked on Tigers this week, we're going to be talking about that hot stove. Winter meetings coming up. What does that mean for the Tigers? Are they going to finally open up that checkbook? Is Chris Illich going to sign some players? We're going to be talking about that all week, every day, Monday through Friday, here on the Locked on Podcasting Network. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in today. As I was listening back to the first segment, a story broke on ESPN that a Phillies executive came out and said that he wouldn't trade Zach Wheeler for Babe Ruth. So it looks like that that theory has been debunked about them potentially blowing this thing up. Like I said, it could have been a bit of a smoke screen to just see how people reacted. We'll, we'll never know. Uh, interesting theory, though. And if there was one team that I think could potentially blow it up way earlier than anyone, anyone would expect them to, it probably would be the Philadelphia Phillies for the reasons I named in the first segment. So I wanted to talk about an article that I read on MLB.com. Mike Petrelio uh, wrote this. He ranked every team's chance from least likely to most likely of landing JT Riamuto. I'm just going to read off this first paragraph. He had the Tigers at number six listed under the category of the rebuilding team that could make a wild splash. Had him at number six. Let me just read off the first paragraph. I want you to tell me if this sounds like anyone you may know or listen to. Okay, hear us out on this one. 
we did originally have the Tigers in a previous no way group. Maybe that's where they belong. But then we thought about where the Tigers are in their long running rebuild. What do the Tigers have a ton of? Talented young pitching like Casey Mize, Tarek Skubal, and Spencer Turnbull with Matt Manning coming and Matthew Boyd and Michael Fulmer still kicking around. What do the Tigers have almost none of? Bats. They were tied for being the sixth weakest hitting team in 2020, and their lineup is dead last from 2018 to 2020. Their catchers in 2020 hit all of 202, 234, and 313 slash line, which somehow was only the third weakest catching line. We haven't seen much from Grayson Griner or Jake Rogers that suggests they're the next great or even adequate Detroit catcher. Does that sound familiar? Does that sound like someone you may listen to? No. Obviously, this dude it doesn't even know who I am, has never listened to my podcast. I'm not trying to say that he stole from me. I am not that delusional. I, I'm, I'm a pimple on the butt of the national media, right? I'm not saying he, he took anything from me. He didn't. But I think I was on this pretty early on that there would not be a single free agent on the market who would be more of a perfect fit than what JT Riamuto could bring to this baseball team. And he lays it out perfectly. He lays it out more perfectly than I ever could have. And I've said for months, for weeks, for years, what is it about right now? It's about filling voids. It's about plugging holes. It's about taking the things that your team lacks and making them better. This team needs a defensive catcher to help get these young pitchers along. They're not going to do diddly with Grayson Griner, Jake Rogers, Eric Haas, Austin Romine, or any of the other schmucks that they've had behind the plate over the last several years. And I really, honestly, I think those having those guys behind the plate, and yes, I know you, people say Jake Rogers was great in the minor leagues. Fine, maybe he was. But I think having those guys behind the plate has really hurt the development of some of these young guys. Maybe not Mize and Scooball because they're still so young and we only saw them in limited action a season ago. But you wonder what kind of damage they did to some of the other guys. Having an elite catcher to me, can help that much. You need a bat. JT Riamuto is the best hitting catcher in baseball. It was Buster Posey for a long time. Now it's JT. To me, it's as surefire a signing as it could be because the arguments as to why they shouldn't make this move to me are ludicrous. And the biggest one I keep hearing is, well, what about Dylan Dingler? You got to wait for him. Dylan Dingler, second round pick out of Ohio State. Tigers just got him in the 2020 draft back in June. I'm done waiting. If this was 2017, you could make that argument. If this was 2017, you could say, hey, we got several more years of this rebuild. They, they're going to suck for a while. Then they'll come out of it and then sign some players. You should be at the finish line now. You've sucked for four years. It's time to open up the checkbook. I know I've said this a million times, but just reading this article off and, and seeing someone write down the words that I have said essentially for, for months now, it just it made my blood boil because it's such a slam dunk signing. Yes, okay, if the Mets or some other team offers Riamuto 10 years, 200 million, then hey, tip your cap and say, see you later, kid. Best of luck elsewhere. But I I know how this is going to end. I do. This is only going to end one of two ways. Either they end up signing him and I'm happy, or some team, some other team ends up signing him to a reasonable contract and I'm going to be stuck here ripping my hair out knowing they could have made that move. Do I think Dylan Dingler will be a solid major league catcher? Maybe, sure, possibly, small sample size, we only saw him in college, hasn't played in the minor leagues yet, we don't know what he did in summer camp last season in the 60 game season, in those scrimmages in Toledo, I don't take much out of those anyway, it annoys me because three years ago we were having the same argument, hey don't don't sign anybody, you don't need a catcher, Jake Rogers is going to be the guy, Jake Rogers is going to be good, Jake Rogers didn't play in the major leagues last year because he got beat out by Eric 
bleeping Haas. And you could say there were several reasons for it. Oh, Eric Haas, he's a journeyman. He outplayed him. Michigan man. Jake Rogers, he struggled. They're trying to send a message. Doesn't matter. Jake Rogers is going to be 27 years old next year. Either you got heat or you don't, bud. The Tigers did something with their managerial search that I didn't think they were capable of doing, and that's that they went with Occam's Razor. That's the one thing I learned in college when I wasn't partying. It was it's Occam's Razor. Simplest solution is the best. That's what they did with A.J. Hinge. They could have done this long, drawn-out managerial search, and they interviewed other candidates, but really, Hinch was their guy. They called him 30 minutes after the World Series, and that was an initiative that I had not seen from Al Avila since he's been here. Do the same thing with Riamuto. It's as simple as that. Who is the one guy on the market right now who fills more voids for you than anybody else. I think Riamuto, in terms of what he would bring to this team, would do more than Bauer would, would do more than even LeMahieu would, as, as happy as I would be with those signings, would probably do more than Springer would. I've talked about Springer's age. He's 31 years old right now. This team is still probably, I mean, at, at best, a year away from competing. How many prime years are you going to get out of George Springer in a five, six year deal? Riamuto's still young. Even if the bat falls apart, you still have an elite defensive catcher, and by then, maybe Dylan Dingler will be here. And let's say Dylan Dingler does develop. Then you got two good catchers on your roster. That's a pretty darn good problem to have. I just, I had to, I had to bring this up because I was reading this article, and I was just like, oh my god. It's it's like they took the words right out of my mouth and just put them on a virtual page. It was glorious, and I'll, I'll, I'm going to continue to ring this bell forever. I talked about it on last Monday's show. The fan base in this city and in this state is dying for one of their professional sports teams to make a splash. This is not some great free agency class, and 2021, that offseason, will probably be the year in which the Tigers may be more likely to really sign some players, but if you give me one guy, just one guy, I'll call the offseason a success, to me, JT's that guy. And I think more people throughout baseball, this article is indicative of this, are starting to see that it would be a perfect fit. So that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter for more updates. That's at Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive written five-star review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with me over these difficult times in 2020. Did get another five-star review the other day on iTunes. That was very meaningful. Thank you for enjoying what I put out. I will see you guys back here tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day and go Tigers.